Welcome to the This Makes Me Uncomfortable podcast, where we discuss all the things that make us uncomfortable. I'm your co-host, Allura. And I'm your other co-host, Jade. On today's episode, we are graced by the presence of a very lovely guest, super classy lady, Tuba, to talk about a very dirty, nasty topic, (laughs) the world of Hinge. And online slash app dating. Because what makes us more uncomfortable than dating apps? Nothing. Um, Maybe except genuine love. But let's get unhinged (laughs) together. Um, Tubes. Hi. Hi, Tuba. Do you want to introduce yourself? Give us a little background into your human. Who are you? Pretend that you're a stranger on the street and we just dragged you into this. So who are you? Um, so my name is Tuba. Um, I was not named after the instrument. Let's just get that clear right off the bat. Mm -hmm. My number one mistake when I met her. Everyone's number one mistake. Um, this is why I encourage questions. (laughs) Um, I, I don't know. I am a student. That's a lie. I just graduated, actually. Yay! I just graduated. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, last episode's um, discussion about astrology, I feel like I have to say I'm an Aquarius. Uh oh. So take that for what you will. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Really boring person, to be honest. Okay, so what do they say about Aquarius? is Aquarian? <laughs> um, Aquarius. As an Aquarian, what are your typical characteristics? What are they known for? Because I'm a Virgo, you know, I'm like the naked lady holding an olive branch and being like, let me take care of you, you oh. fucking losers. Um, but what's <laughs> the Aquarius all about? Um, so they're known to be really, really independent. Um, they're known to be really weird. Mm. Um, they're known to kind of be aloof and kind of like not be in touch with their feelings or at least like displaying their feelings. Ooh, I love it. Now I have to say, yeah, I'm, I'm not that though. <laughs> I don't consider myself to be aloof. Like I am very touchy or not touchy feely, oh, but like tuba. very, in- <laughs> my beat, my beat. made the same girl. mistake as Tane. <laughs> Um, no, I'm very in touch with my emotions and my feelings, and I'm not afraid of, like, expressing them. Um, Weird. I yeah, I it's know what kind of, like. I know, it's alien to you guys. <laughs> yes, it, it really um, is. <laughs> okay, so you said um, but, uh, the Aquarius sign is known for being weird. What would you say is the weirdest thing about you? And feel free to make us as uncomfortable as possible with what you share. Hmm. Um, I'd probably say my humor, which not a lot of people, I think, get to see. And Allura. It's not funny. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much, Allura, for that. 
No, I'm saying, Allura, even as my best friend, she has only seen a modicum of my humor. The most, like, weirdest, the person that brings out my weirdness the most would be my sister. And she's probably the only one in my life that's, like, privy to that humor. And that's just because she gets it and shares it with me. But not even my closest friends. I am very careful <laughs> gets to see that side of me. Can you give us an example of weird. something that you did or said that made your sister laugh? I'm really curious now. <laughs> now that you're keeping this a secret from us, I need to crack open this egg. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing that comes to mind, um, we do like this weird like baby voice with each other. Oh, no. And it, I think <laughs> I regret asking this question already. Okay, Tuba, <laughs> this is audio entertainment, so you're gonna have to do the damn voice. Mm-hmm. You know that, right? This, this is, is really embarrassing. I'm already so uncomfortable. This is a legal, um... <laughs> legal contract you signed that you have to do this baby voice now. Do it. Mm-hmm. Say, okay. um, so Daddy, it's... can I have some milk? No! Oh my god! Absolutely not! You brought it up. This is your fault. I'm all gaslighting right now. <laughs> so, I think um, I don't know where it like started, but um, we don't say everything in in baby voice. It's I, I don't know. No, no. Running um, your taxes. <laughs> oh my gosh! She just opened my door. And she's just like. Looking at me. Anyway, okay. So, um, okay. It's one one example I have is from the show iCarly. Um, if if anyone knows of Gibby, mm-hmm. so we started like we just thought he was a funny character, so we started calling each other like Gibby, which turned into saying it in I guess in a weird baby voice like Gibby, like whatever, <laughs> and like. And that turned into something else. And so now we call each other Yimmy or like Pimmy. And so if, if you see someone on my phone texting me whose name is Yimmy, that's my sister. And so it's kind of turned into a whole thing. Ooh, I don't know about you, but my phone is crawling. <laughs> All right, Yimmy. So, um, Yimsters, Yibelina. Oh my God. I'm- this is gonna evolve in the coming <laughs> Okay, so Gibadiah, um, you mentioned that you're best friends with Alura, and we always like to start the podcast with us because this is a very, um, you know, Alura centric, Jade centric universe. You know, forget the sun. Mm-hmm. So, um, since we're our favorite topic, what is your origin story with Alura? Here we go. Well, well, well. Deep I have been time. waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Years of resentment. Yeah, seriously. I think we're going on, I think this year is our 10th year. Yeah, of honey. Friendship. <laughs> so we met in high school, freshman year. I will never forget the first time I saw her. I think Mind we you, had... I know nothing about this, to be honest. I do not remember the first time we met. Oh, she has blocked everything out. Yeah. I have blocked um, everything out. Mm, yeah, it's a little bit hurtful. Um, so I I think we had high, uh, freshman, freshman year geometry together. And I get there early because obviously. 
Um, and so people are starting to like line up outside of the classroom. Our teacher isn't even there yet. And so in walks Alora. She like walks around the corner and I know exactly <laughs> what she's wearing too. Like I will never forget this moment. <laughs> she's wearing like this black tank top and like this black skirt with like a black backpack. Can you tell her favorite color is black? Um, well, she's she, she, I think she's her wearing... insides on the outside, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, and I think some flip flops or whatever. And her hair, like super long, straight hair just, and she just gives me the side eye. She like, <laughs> Has her arms crossed, like, is not talking to anyone. He's, like, not smiling, just, like, absolutely looks like she doesn't want to be there. I mean, who wants to be there, first of all? But, like, she is next level. Um, And so in my head, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, wow. Okay. And, like, obviously, she's a very beautiful person. And so, like, you're a little bit intimidated. You're like, wow. Like, okay. I don't know. In my freshman year high school or brain I was like okay so she must be like one of the popular ones <laughs> and I was just very intimidated um and yeah we probably would not talk for for a good while I don't I actually don't remember interacting too much in that class um but that was the first time that we well I guess I <laughs> saw her because she was not paying attention to anyone <laughs> Um, and so high school Laura is very different from Laura now that we all know and love. Um, cause everyone hated me back then. <laughs> don't think that's true. How, how but... did you eventually become friends? Like really what melted the ice around Laura? Uh, yes. Great question. So we were, so once we had... <laughs> I need a lot of validation. I appreciate you too, both. <laughs> yes, of course. I'm here to give it. Um, so we, so when we did establish a friendship, um, we hung out in the same friend group for a while. It was like three or four of us, and we were in the quad at lunchtime. And mind you, I was always the odd one out. Like, I looked like I did not belong in that group. Everyone else is, like, beautiful, like, dressed really Uba. nice. Like You're beautiful, too. <laughs> well, thank you. But at that time, I was, like, it, I, yeah, I was very much the odd one out. And um, But not only in appearance-wise, but also, like, personality-wise. <laughs> like, everyone, all of them... Can I just say, for lack of a better word, Alora, I love you. But everyone was, like, very bitchy. Um, <laughs> and very, like, judgmental. Um, so they would all, and I guess me too, because I wanted to belong and, and fit in. So they would all kind of just, like, judge everyone around us. And, it, and like, not only, like, in a negative way, but also, like, if you were really fit and, like, good-looking and, like, had a big butt. Butts were a huge thing. Like, a very big topic of conversation. Like, I, I don't know why. Everyone was obsessed with their butts and other people's butts, too. And I remember, like, chocolate being a part of the conversation. Like, food. And it was just, like, not stimulating conversations at all. 
And so eventually I left the group. I was like, this is not me. This is not who I am. So I went to go hang out with my sister's um, friend group. And then Allura appeared, (laughs) like, sitting next to me one day. I was like, oh, hello. Like, I fully did not think, like, we would be friends after I left that friend group. Um, And so we just hung out, just her and I and my sister's friends, I guess. And I kind of just started from there. Well, that's appropriately creepy that Allura just materialized one day in your inner circle. So (laughs) I like that. And the rest is history. Allura, you want to add anything to that story? I know you've blocked out every memory that you have of this time. Yeah, I just hate myself so much whenever I hear these (laughs) stories. I'm genuinely the worst person ever okay but it was a different time it was a different high time school I, ha- I hated s- myself way much more back then in my life and who I was <laughs> just in life didn't we all so high nothing to a- add okay high yeah. school is like the pinnacle of self-loathing I think so you're not alone yeah. in that for sure and you know it's right. a tradition I like to keep going as a full-grown adult so um, Tuba, what about Allura or I? You can pivot to me at any time. Um, <laughs> what, a, what about us makes you most uncomfortable? Okay, I can speak on, yeah, I could speak for, I guess, both of you um, and kind of group you guys together. Um, just, I mean, it's just your humor, <laughs> just the dark humor. <laughs> Um, I have to say, I've definitely listened to this podcast a couple of times and just the comments, oh my God, have left my mouth like, I'm I'm like speechless, like jaw dropped. I'm like, oh, she really said that. Okay. So what makes you uncomfortable about us is our thoughts and our comments. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just I guess just who you are. Yeah, no. identity. <laughs> just the overall. Okay. That fits, Tuba. Thanks. I'm gonna be thinking about that later tonight. Yeah, appreciate it. Moving on. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> so um, we always start out with a little rant or a complaint, something that's been making us uncomfortable lately. So, uh, Allura, what's been making you uncomfortable yes. these days? Um. Okay, you know, we work at Blank College, um, and, you know, semester's starting, there's a big influx of new people, um, and some of these new people like to hit on me while I'm working Mm -hmm. and helping them, Um, and I'm just like, I I don't know what else I need to do. I have my keys around my neck to, you know established dominance and authority i mean i have to be bubbly and nice and customer service but yeah stop making me uncomfortable in my workplace by me having to turn you down to your advances i mean really uh, think of all the energy that women have to spend on dealing with sexual harassment at work and it's just like a given you know like it just it has to happen and um it's an unfortunate expectation on our part that it is a given that um we can't avoid it 
Because then you're just thinking about it and it pisses you off and you want to say things, but you can't. And so that's exhausting in and of itself. And like you said, it's customer service. We work at an academic institution. You'd think things would be a little more elevated in terms of just common courtesy and respect and thinking about anything. But no, it's all customer service. So I feel you on that. I feel like I'm back working in retail sometimes. Um so I'm sorry that happens to you. And I'm sorry that I was one of the people who was sexually harassed. Duba, <laughs> <laughs> what's making you uncomfortable this week? Um, okay. What's made me uncomfortable? Um, or who have you voice. made uncomfortable? You can do mm-hmm. either one or both. Um, I don't know. Okay. I don't know if I've made anyone uncomfortable recently. I'm sure I have. (laughs) Thank you. I'm sure I have. (laughs) Um, But I I just, I don't know. Um, So I have two things actually that have made me uncomfortable this week. One, landlords, because they suck ass. They suck. Mm -hmm. And they love to take advantage of, well, of students. Say um, it louder, honey. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the other thing is men that you were once canoodling with, involved with, in a situationship with, whatever it may be, who just won't leave you alone. Like, dude, it's been five years. You need to move on. Stop DMing me or something or having other people DM me on Instagram. Like, please. Okay. Move on. What do the messages say, Tuba? Yes. Screenshot. Well, five cleaners. They write good stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was, um, so it wasn't him specifically this time. It was this random girl whom I don't know what the connection is there. But she messaged me and was like, hey, do you know so-and-so? And I was like, what? And I was like, I accepted the message. And I was like, okay, I'm curious. Like, I don't care for this person. Like, don't want them in my life ever again. But I'm curious about what this is. So I accepted the message. And I was like, "Um, yes, I did know him at some point. Like, what is this about? Who are you? And they read it and never replied. Hmm. So I don't know if that was a scheme on the guy to have that person message me or what, but it's weird. Isn't this the same person that, like, after you blocked them, like, you he emailed you? <laughs> multiple times, mind you. Made a separate account multiple times to reach out to me. Like, harassment. Is that not? <laughs> like, I don't reply. Leave me alone. Um, how steamed up are your windows right now from his breath outside? <laughs> that's creepy too i'm i know i'm scared like a, if you if you guys don't hear from me that's a lot of steps that this gentleman is taking to mm. keep his claws sunk in you somehow or so he thinks you know that's a, definitely a stage five and right there right yeah yeah you gotta cut um, that off how are we gonna do that i don't know and the little <laughs> i have no face. idea I don't think they're in the same state anymore, so I I think I'm. Oh well, crimes safe. never cross state lines. That's what I've learned. No, so that you're good. <laughs> you know what I think you should do? You should give one boy a call in your baby voice 
and just be like, oh, <laughs> give me love. An immediate repellent. Yeah, yeah, just go full full on okay. baby voice, and then yeah, mm-hmm. he will he will learn his lesson. Okay, that's a that's a really good idea. Well, this is interesting context for what our topic is today and why y'all. Well, Jade, huh? What's making you uncomfortable? Okay, this is my transition. Hold up, let the genius do her work. All right, alert. <laughs> transition. We gotta flow like water, right? As our ancestors taught us. Jesus. Um. So, <laughs> because it's you, what's making you uncomfortable for both of you is giving you, giving us context onto why you've gone on to online dating. I, on the other hand, old enough to be your mother, am far off the market in so many ways. Um, and so what's making me uncomfortable is something that happened yesterday. And the moment really crystallized for me how far away I am now from the dating part of my life. So I have a toddler and she's very independent. She will like kick you in the throat and then go do some paperwork and then, you know, do all the things that, that make a person their own. She's very, very independent save for one area of her life and that's the pooping she is not into wiping her own butt when she takes a duke so she still calls on me for that and me because i'm a terribly wounded person from my own childhood i'm like okay i'll give it to you because i love you i want you to have a better childhood so every time she poops mom i go in there clean the butt, talk to her, tell her some jokes as I'm wiping her b-hole. And uh, so yesterday, ordinary day, and by the way, I was super constipated when I was a kid because, you know, trauma. (laughs) But my kids were very regular. So this is happening multiple times a day and oftentimes around mealtimes. Now yesterday, I was so tired from a week of work and parenting and cleaning the house and doing all the things, you know, the adult things, the old people things. And uh, I was too tired to cook because I just couldn't think of something that would shut everybody up enough for them to eat it. So I was like, okay, I'm really craving chicken on the bone. Every once in a while, I get this hankering for like just being primal and being like, yeah, I want to rip flesh off a bone. Let's do this. Um, so I order some chicken on a bone and, uh, eating it and the toddler goes inevitably, mom, I'm going to go poop. And so she runs in the bathroom and she's pooping. I'm like, okay, okay. So I want you to visualize what it's like to eat chicken off the bone, right? Especially when you're really into it. There's (laughs) finger licking going on. There's juices dripping. Napkins are wadded up. Just incapable of cleaning up the joyous mess that is eating animal flesh with your hands and your face right in the middle of a bite of all this delicious food experience she goes mom i pooped come wipe my butt (laughs) and something about the quick transition from eating with your hands to then going in and wiping another human being's butthole of like a nice, soft, big, healthy poop. I was like, this is my life now. I am, I will never be attractive to anyone again. I can't even think about sex or touching or love. 
this is it. <laughs> Chicken fingers. And poop. All right. So today, wow. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Tuba and Allura have had some recent hinge experiences, and since I'm so far gone from the dating world, being happily married, happily a poop cleaner now. Um, I'm kind of going to be the game show host today. And I was telling these lovely ladies before we started recording that I think every single game show host that I look at, even Steve Harvey in those nice suits, I look in their eyes and I see a well of deep sadness, like inconsolable grief and depression. So accordingly, I am your host for today. So we're going to play out the game, everybody. Woo! And audience, we can play this at home too. Maybe jot some things down, share it on our social media. This can be a nice interactive thing. Uh, but the game is uh, something that we're going to probably play a lot on this show because when we've played it other times, it, it turns out pretty funny. Um, where I start out with a phrase and then you finish it. So with online dating, you have to get to some emotional threshold where you realize, you know what? I'm going to log in. I'm going to create this profile. We're going to do this. We're going to see what weirdos are out there and thirsty for my attention. And I think part of that is realizing that you're lonely. So our game today is going to start out with the phrase, you know, you're lonely if, and you're going to finish that statement. Okay. So you know, you're lonely if tuba, You know you're lonely if you are up at night in bed just scrolling for no goddamn reason. Mm. And there is an aching in your heart. Oh, my. For longing for something more, you know? That was very poetic. Wow. The word ache is very (laughs) evocative. Mm. Yes. Tuba's yes. filled with vocab words, like, for days on end. Oh, my gosh. This is true. It's human dictionary. All right, Allura, you know you're lonely if. Okay, I have this one locked and loaded. Are you ready? You know you're lonely if you sleep with a pregnancy pillow every night. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not pregnant, right? No. <laughs> How do you hold it? Is it, like, a side cuddle? Is it? Oh, my God. Room? It's... My most treasured possession. Like if my house went up in flames, this is the thing that I would take with me is my pregnancy pillow. Not your His family. name is Bob. Um, so I, he just totally engulfs me. He? And we're just entangled. Do you have a name for him? <laughs> it's my favorite um, time of day is to go to bed. And sleep with Bob. 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 Oh my gosh, that's very why Bob. Yeah, that's very colonized of you. Yeah, it's the most <laughs> um like general um name, and I always think the name Bob is funny. Mm-hmm. So you like your men generic and, and hilarious? Mm. Uh, not necessarily, <laughs> but. Pregnancy pillows who, like, don't talk to me. Yes. Mm, okay. The silent love. I like it. Yeah. Okay. So those are both very <laughs> disturbing and sad. So um, let's get into really talking about Hinge here. 
So I'm interested when y'all created your profiles and you logged in, I'm sure there were some expectations going into it, things that you wanted out of it, but was there anything that surprised you, like took you aback, made you uncomfortable, let's say? <sighs> oh, the sigh. <laughs> that says it all. <laughs> Um, well, I know when we made our profiles, we made it into like a really big event. Like we went to Trader Joe's, like we went grocery shopping, we like made dinner, Oh, we like drank our Matua wine, you know, and then we like sat down and started like answering prompts and making our profile together. So it was like super cute and fun. And then um, the reality hit when um, it was done and people could see and people were responding and just like the sheer amount of just like plain vanilla chats <laughs> with like the funniest, just like unnecessary like responses took me aback. So can you share with us one of those responses? Okay, I actually have a whole I made a whole hinge folder. Oh my gosh, we should like print out a little <laughs> album to prepare one of my favorite ones like to this day is this is the guy's prompt it was believe it or not i missed free tacos at work one time and have been in financial ruin ever since (laughs) that actually quite intrigues me (laughs) is that not the funniest thing in the world i like this person did you communicate with them no, I didn't. I just screenshotted oh, right. um left. Because the thing about me is <laughs> he was ugly, huh? I hate talking to people. Um and this is like my downfall in like the dating app scene is every person I've actually matched with, I've ghosted. So what's the point? Can I add can I add on to that and say not only does that bother me about Laura, but also even men that she does find really attractive and like does have a chance with and like, you know, she doesn't talk to them. I'm like, what? I don't know what Why? you want me to do about it. Get someone else to do it. Why are you on the app then? No, I was doing it for the pod. Oh, okay, so clearly a fearful avoidant attachment style at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's dig, okay? Um, Alora, what are you feeling when you decide not to talk to someone that you're attracted to? I and I will share my own from memories of days of yore, long, long ago, four score and seven years ago. I would always be afraid that if I talked to them, I would say or do something stupid that then would then make them hate me as most people in my life do. And then that would prove that I am an inherently shitty person worthy of only death and crows pecking out my eyes. Would you say it's similar? (laughs) I would say it's on a similar vein. Um, I, (laughs) um, I guess I have um, a deep rooted fear of abandonment um, Mm -hmm. and like non-acceptance. So like, people I find attractive I feel like I just don't think I'm necessarily like an attractive person stop with the face tubes anyway so (laughs) that's what my mom always told me stop with your face you know so and also like 
I don't know. I also don't like getting to know people, like, strange, random people, you know? So it's also, like, fear of rejection slash abandonment, and then also, like, don't waste my time. I'm Mm. too busy, and it's not worth it. Also, I've noticed, like, my perception of guys on the app is, like, they're all, like, corny. You know, what you're saying makes a lot of emotional sense to me. Um, like the fear that just being you is inherently unworthy or like you have to do a lot for people to like you or be around you. And the hard thing about that is as someone who loves you, and I know Tuba loves you and is your sister. Um, it's hard because even if we say, but Allura, you have all these amazing qualities. You're freaking brilliant. You're so funny. You're so loving and thoughtful and independent and driven and all these adjectives that I don't even have enough words for to describe you. I know that you're giving me that face and you're like, this fucking bitch lying to me again, you know? <laughs> so that's like the whole part. Like, I know how you feel, but even when people who love you, who haven't abandoned you and will stick by you no matter what, even if they reassure you, it feels like a lie. So that is a, a lonely place to be in too. But I don't know. How do we convince Alora that, that she should um you know not ghost to these corny chads that maybe there's a love (laughs) connection there because people would be lucky to love Allura what do we do yeah I I don't know it's it's hard um it's hard to say what we can do to help our (laughs) friend Allura (laughs) I think I think it's just something that she's just gonna have to come to terms with on her own I think as she grows older and gets more life experience and life just happens, maybe she'll get to a point where, you know, she actually starts to believe in her worth and starts to believe us when we say these things to her that are true. And we're not just talking out of our ass, but um, I, I, I think there is no amount of convincing her right now. <laughs> I think this is just probably her own kind of life journey that she's going to have to just go through mm-hmm. And hopefully reach a point of, you know, believing us. Yeah. And can I also add that I honestly don't think I'm in a place that I'm, like, searching for, like, a relationship. So that's why I'm not really trying Mm. to talk to these people. Because I really don't care to talk to them. That's actually kind of a good place to be. You're not desperate for their attention or their approval. So that's that. That's good. You should carry that one on, but then also <laughs> learn to love yourself. Um, well, Alora, I'm going to be here until I die, which is probably three, four years to tell you that um, you're an amazing person. And you know me, I hate most people. Mm-hmm. Hate them. Yeah. But I love you. So that's oh, got to say something, right? Stop it. Yeah. So... <laughs> We'll just keep uh, keep on keeping on. That sounds like a really old white man thing to say. Keep on keeping on, but I'm going to say it because that's the world we live in. Um, so maybe listeners have some advice for how to help Allura see how amazing she is. Um, so in creating your profiles, when you went to Trader Joe's and you got all those delicious salty foods there, oh my gosh. You know, some people think Trader Joe's is a health food place and I'm like, 
Have you read the nutrition facts? That shit is a heart attack in a box. <laughs> mm-hmm. But so good. So delicious. And that candy it's aisle. So good. Forget it. Oh, that strawberry licorice girl. Um, so you're drinking your Matua wine. Matua, if you're listening, please sponsor us. Um, <laughs> and you're creating these profiles. What about your own profile makes you most uncomfortable? Or what about each other's profiles makes you cringe? Ooh, let me look up tubas. <laughs> I deleted mine. No, but you sent screenshots, honey. Oh, mm. that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like Allura has um, a file on everyone she knows of just screenshots. She I to. does. Yeah. I yeah. swear to God, she does. Um, um, any part about my own profile? I don't know. I, I, these prompts, I answer them like literally <laughs> I don't I'm not like trying to be funny and because I'm not funny um so well I, obviously no one's heard your baby voice yet, thank you so. uh, thank you for bringing that up again I thought we were no it'll that. never be done well Gibsters just <laughs> give God. us your honest response <laughs> um but about Alora's I, I mean I haven't looked at her profile since she first um lies showed me it I haven't, um, but I don't know if I had to say something that would make me uncomfortable. The only thing that sticks out is that one prompt about the Transformers. Oh my God, it's so funny. Okay, so this is, and it's my real like irrational fear. (laughs) So I picked a prompt like your most irrational fear, right? And so I grew up in like, you know, primetime like transformers like marvel movies right and so my ultimate fear is i'll be driving on the freeway and either like a transformer or a like avenger will like crash into like my car or like on like the freeway bridge during like a heavy battle and i'll be just caught in the crossfire wow Anyone else? No? <laughs> no. Actually, you know, um, when I think it was maybe the first or second, oh, man, oh man, I just had a mini stroke. What are these movies called? <laughs> Final Destination. <laughs> you know those movies? Mm-hmm. So yeah. the first or second one, there's a guy driving behind a logging truck, and we live in Southern California. When do I fucking drive behind a logging truck? Never. But one of the logs comes out and just plummets through his windshield and so i have a big fear of that happening because there's something about your face and skull being crushed that truly destroys whatever kind of humanity i'm clinging to as worthy of living on this earth so that's my light contribution Oh, and then I'm also, I grew up in the 80s, so I have a lot of fears from those movies. Like, I used to have this recurring nightmare based on Nightmare on Elm Street that my mother would sacrifice me to Freddy Krueger and he'd use his little knife claws to eviscerate me and, like, eat my innards and stuff. And then she would just be laughing all the way to the bank because he hit her children, of course. And then there's some other ones of, like, ghosts possessing me and, you know, all of that stuff. Like, just taking over my brain and my body and all that. But those are, I mean, I only have nightmares like that six, seven nights a week. So it's okay. 
<laughs> I think wow. we're talking about what makes you uncomfortable about your profile. <laughs> I just looked at Tuba's, um, mm-hmm. and it's so cute. It totally encapsulates, like, her aura and her energy. She does, like, answer prompts quite literally, <laughs> you know? And I'm just, like, adds a dash <laughs> of sprinkle into them, tubes, Mm-mm. you know? But I guess you're reaching a certain demographic, and it works. That's right. That's right. Oh. It, what's it like, Tuba, to be, like, a cute, nice woman that people enjoy? <laughs> Like, what's the best part of that? Just so I can long for it. Um. <laughs> love. Oh. Like, receiving love and giving wow. love. Way to rub it in. Probably... That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly why I said it, is to rub it in. Yeah. That, into your cold heart. That, that really, really hurt. <laughs> um, okay, so let's say that I'm on the dating app. Because, you know, we're all good friends, but let's make it weird if we're in a dating situation. Yeah. So you see me on the app. What is going <laughs> to... <laughs> What's going to make you stop and go, mm, and message me? And what would you message to me? Okay. I usually like to respond to prompts because I hate responding to, like, just, like, photos okay. of, like, people. Um, so I'm sure you would have something just delightfully thought provoking, um, with a little twist and then I'll probably like message you and be like, who hurt you? You know, like, like what's the damage here? Mm -hmm. And I'll write back you. Yes. (laughs) And then ghosted. Oh my gosh. What if I responded with literally a list of everyone who's hurt me in my life and why? What would you do? Honestly, match. 10 out of 10. <laughs> okay. I'm going to message you that later. Just like a, just a text. Maybe like a I can't wait. Like 10.39 at night and send you a list. And in chronological order. Yeah. Every, every ex-lover that I've ever had and how right. they broke up with me. Because you know they broke right. up with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Cuba, how would you hit on me? Go. <laughs> Um, I, I'm very subtle about like, if I'm very, you know, attracted to a person or whatever, (laughs) I, (laughs) I wouldn't take the first, I wouldn't plunge right in. I would just heart your picture. Not the subtle heart. What are you supposed to do with that? Because then if they, you know, look at my profile and are attracted to me and match with me, then it's like, now I can take the plunge. Then the plunge would be, I don't know, my very best attempt at being like witty and cute and like funny and stuff, but mm-hmm. like it not going over well because I'm none of those things. So, so Kuba, you're, it would just you're be- a toe dipper. I am a toe dipper. <laughs> Love me some some toes. Yeah, toes oh, and okay. liquid. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there there <laughs> you snorted. <laughs> That's actually one of my prompts in the uh in in my profile is what what was it? Um, what would you dip your toes that... in? <laughs> no. Mm, syrup, girl. No. 
no, it's like, what is the dorkiest thing about you? And I said, I, I, I snort on occasion. <laughs> if I find something really funny. It's very endearing when you do it. Because Tuba, like, even watching you now with your body language, the way you hold your hands and the rings you have and your smile, it's just, like, very classy. And I'm oh just over here, like, the human embodiment of a virus, just, like, dirty and awkward and bouncing <laughs> around like an atom. Um, so, okay, I wanted to share an, another tale from Days of Yore. So, I mean, I've been happily married for like almost 10 years now. So I tried online dating when I was <laughs> super suicidal. <laughs> wow, I don't think that's good. Oh my God. So like, so like 15 years ago. <laughs> and I had just gotten out of like a pseudo, what did you say earlier too, but like a situationship. That was mm-hmm. kind of um. He would like to. <laughs> he would like to publicly humiliate me. <laughs> oh my god! And it was really funny, and he had some clout because he was, you know, like a a, a well regarded artist, you know. So he was, you know, in newspapers, and people knew of him. So it was just kind of an interesting time in my life. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just try. And this is when you'd have to like log on to a, a computer machine, like a desktop to, <laughs> to, to do online dating. Um, and what I found was that a lot of people would just try to initiate contact with me with just, hi, hi, <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that? Like, I, I was so baffled by, like, that is the amount of time and energy you're going to put into responding to me. But then the flip side of that is anyone who put in any added effort got, like, just slid down that creepy slope real fast. Would be like, girl. You know, there there would always be, like, a, some kind of reference to boobs or tits and milk and all these things. Or it would go into oh, you really seem like someone I would want to marry. Like, based on what I wrote on a website, give me a break. I mean, I know I'm a talented writer, but come on. Like, there's no way you're falling in love that hard. And then, you know, the I get really annoyed with cliches. Like, I am so desperate for someone to think that I'm beautiful. But as soon as someone starts being like, your eyes, oh, your lips, oh, your skin, blah, blah, it grosses me out. Because it's so unoriginal. And I'm not sure what I want them to say. Because what else are they going to say to express that they think I'm beautiful? So I guess is I like to work people into a corner where there's no escape. <laughs> <laughs> so Tuba, I don't know if I'm responding to your heart. I'm, I'm afraid we're, we might not ever find love if we're on a dating site together. Mm. A dating app, no. sorry. I'm so old. Um, okay, so... I lost then. I think we've kind of talked about who you've been matching with. Oh, is there anyone that you guys match with that you talk to for more than one message? Yes. <gasps> I'm ready. Let's get into it. Laura's rolling her eyes. She's heard this story so many times. It's so... I'm so annoyed. It's But it's so funny. Okay. It's so, like, you... I know. <laughs> okay, listeners, whatever you guys call your your people that are listening, um, our cult. This is like an inside your callers, our cult. What? Your cult? Yes. 
Colters. Colts. Yes. <laughs> this podcast is cold. Okay. Um, um, this is like a very good inside look into how different Allura and I are as people. Oh, on <laughs> Just based on how we handle our dating apps. And mind you, this is the only dating app that Allura and I have been on. We have not been on any other apps. So sure. I... <laughs> I did get to match with someone, one, well, two people, but uh, actually more than two people, okay. but one that I talked Humble to flex. the most. All right, we get it. Right, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I was smitten, okay? He, his proms were like literal, just like mine, and he seemed really <laughs> chill and cool and just like, Yes, ready to talk to you. And um, so whatever, we started talking and um, exchanged numbers. He had an Android, red flag, um, and <laughs> and was just like really, really bad at getting back to my messages. And like, I get it. I'm a little bit more of a texter. I don't mind texting. Obviously, I do prefer to get to know someone in person, but like, We're just starting to get to know each other. So we have to text a little bit. And so it was just the conversations would just be like so dry. And he was like, I prefer getting to know someone in person. Do you want to go get drinks sometime? And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, And and I was like, what day works for you? Whatever. And he just never got back to me. Completely just ghosted me. And I was very hurt (laughs) and upset. It's not like I went on these apps looking for anything. Like, I generally don't think I had any expectations. I was just, like, excited to see what would come out of it. And, yeah, and then I was ghosted. Can we also say, in the meantime, when she matched with this one person, she totally paused her profile so that no one else could, like see her and I was just like tubes this defeats the purpose you can't just be I... matching with one person and then say done deal it's over that's what did you order the wedding no. invitations already can you get a I I did everything was in tow Jade I know everything was in tow I was like yeah and I am I am I paused my profile because it, it kind of over a while hinge for me kind of became like Instagram where I was just going on it for no reason and just like scrolling and like declining people left and right. And at first it started to make me feel really bad. I was like, oh, my God, they seem really nice. Like I feel bad kind of declining them. Um, and then I totally just gave into my superficial side, my shallow side. And I was like, nope, nope, just declining people left and right. But um Allura, on the other hand. Okay, well, before we move on to Allura and this bag of tricks, I want to say that I'm, well, I'm sorry that that rejection, which I assume is fairly commonplace on there, it still hurts. But what Mm -hmm. I want to take away from your story is that it tells me more about the positives of you as a person than any kind of negative that he might be ghosting you on or, you know, who knows what's going on with this guy. Maybe he died and maybe a logging truck was in front of it, you know, like that shit's real. Maybe a transformer jumped onto the freeway. We don't know. But what it tells me about you is that you have hope 
in your heart, which is an admirable quality. And I wish I had some. And you're also loyal. If you pause your profile because you thought there was potential with this guy, then you're a loyal person. So there's no shame in that. Like you shouldn't feel bad about that. You're still exhibiting those good qualities that anyone would want in a serious partner. And this motherfucker got his head crushed by a log, so he's not going to get it. But anyway, Allura, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> who did you match with Allura? Who are you talking to that you're not telling me about? No, I'm literally all my messages are hidden now because there's been like inactivity. Um Yeah, so like me and Tubes just have like the completely different opposite experiences. I am um the ghoster, she mm-hmm. is the ghosty. So you're the heartbreaker, Alora. Yeah. Wait, Alora, do you want to tell our listeners about the DMs you get in Instagram? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you guys, I'm a sugar daddy magnet. Oh my gosh. Also, by the way, <laughs> I, I forgot to <laughs> forgot to say, like, my demographic of people who like like my profile are either like just got legal like barely turned 18 yesterday or they're complete like grandfathers huh and there's like no in between and i was just like at least you can pull like a diverse demographic i don't know why do you think that is crazy i don't know i think i think i'm asian so there is a lot of um what is it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's do this. Let's talk about race. There's a lot of fetishization yeah. going on. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually literally screenshotted two separate accounts that like essentially said the same thing. It was like, I go crazy for Asian and Latina women. <laughs> and I said, okay, immediate decline. I'm not going to be your little trophy, your little fetish. Oh, and then here's another one same prompt i go crazy for and then he literally just listed out asian ladies latin ladies black ladies and middle eastern ladies oh well and then he puts it's really the personality that oh yeah but i figured (laughs) i'd throw that out too i was just like okay yeah all right yeah it's all it's all about character i mean very much so (laughs) is it a white guy not to you know reinforce stereotypes but it's always always white guy well, okay, so this is interesting for talking about race and dating because I think, I mean, not that I research this on the regular, but I think that still the most commonly searched for or filtered for profile is Asian or Asian American women. And so that is a very disturbing continuation of the history of colonization and sexualization of the whole quote unquote, Eastern world. And I put that in quotes because nothing is East or West. That's all just fucking fabrication and invisible borders put on us so that they could oppress us. But it's also like a dig at Asian men too, who have been super emasculated and feminized be like, I'm going to take your women and you know, their pussies open the other way and they will serve me and they don't even show their teeth when they, (laughs) you know, so I can do whatever I want to them. I actually read a really good book recently called Disorientation. Um, And it's about this girl being traumatized in a PhD program. So I was like, oh my God, it's my story. But it's 
uh, she has she's Asian American and she has a white boyfriend and he like speaks Japanese and he offers to give her a Thai massage and he's always eating <laughs> fucking like masubis and stuff. <laughs> he's just like the total iconic white guy who stereotypes Asian Americans and exoticizes them and reaps the rewards of appropriating their culture. And it w- it's so painful, but it just made me laugh out loud because it was just hilarious. Because at this point, like, what do you do but laugh when a guy's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I just dig Asian chicks. It doesn't matter who you are or what you do, just if you look up. But it's all in the personality. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all the personality. <laughs> right. So that's a major red flag, racism. I mean, especially if they're yeah. out, out on front street mm-hmm. about it. Can I... Can I add to this topic and bring up someone who is in the media right now, um, Hilaria Baldwin or Hillary Baldwin. Mm -hmm. I learned this word yesterday. It's called affectation. And it's basically when you're trying to be someone you're not just to seem interesting. Mm -hmm. And... For anyone that doesn't know about Hillary Baldwin, she's Alec Baldwin's wife. And of course, he's under investigation for his accidental shooting of someone on set. Um, but this woman, <laughs> it's about to cuss. Uh, this woman Do it is, <laughs> I can't. Um, this woman is as white as they come. Mm-hmm. Literally from like the nicest suburb in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, and her family used to go to Spain and stuff all the time. And so like she basically now um, puts on a fake Spanish accent and pretends she's Spanish. See, So, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. And it's amazing that she's been called out and people have proven where she comes from and you know we have clips of her talking in her natural voice but she continues to keep up this ruse of being a very exotic you know spanish speaker yeah and it's i think it right it just goes back to like i mean white people like they just like are not happy being white or something i don't know like they just think it's okay to just take on other people's identity and ethnicity and it's just it's just not okay and just for their own interest to make themselves seem more interesting and cool in some way and it's just like it's gotta stop yeah there's this extreme privilege of being able to like pick and choose accents and cultures and dress or whatever it might be or i mean i mean like rachel dolezal you know going in blackface and changing her hair and her skin too take on this whole culture and this history and this identity that we don't get to choose and we understand in a different way because we inherit it and we're born into it. We live in the skin. Um, And so this is the extreme privilege of like this white supremacist structure where people can just appropriate as they please. So that's kind of a scary thing. I mean, both of you as women of color being in this dating world and having to worry about people judging you or trying to collect you like for their curio cabinet of sexual conquest across, um, you know, the globe, um, like it's a peer one imports of women. But so something um, that that's clearly a red flag. But also, I think 
when you're doing dating, whether it's online or in person, I think there's like red flags of yourself that you have to be cognizant of. I know that when I was dating, and I wonder if this happens for you too, I would meet someone from a different race or ethnicity that I liked, but there was always this barely conscious fear that I can't introduce this person to my parents because I know how they will perceive this person based on the color of their skin or their accent or, you know, their, their name or whatever. Um, and am, do I have the stamina to deal with those microaggressions or sometimes overt racism if we end up staying together and like getting married or having children? And so that is always kind of filtering into choices as well. So um, I, I still feel guilty about stuff like that, about holding that against someone because of the racism that of previous generations and of my family that were have been imposed upon me and that I've had to work really hard not to internalize and I've tried to break it but I mean we're all inevitably impacted by that um so this my question is not how are you racist but what are (laughs) what are some other red flags about yourself that you feel are out there or other red flags about others. I know that if anybody calls their parent mommy done, uh, you know, so what's like a deal breaker? Like, is he collecting your fingernails? Um, is he picking his nose while he's driving? What are things that are red flags or deal breakers for you or about you? Well, I know for me, I can never be vulnerable with people. Um, that's a red flag. Um, probably the opposite for me. <laughs> um, I maybe bring up deep conversations maybe one too many times. And yeah, I'm... What's an example of a deep topic that you bring up with those that you date to, but that maybe puts them off or is too overwhelming for them? Well, I do try and, you know, choose carefully who I date and who I allow (laughs) into my life. Um, So I would need to have a sense that the person I'm dating or getting to know is okay with having those lengthier deeper conversations. But I think the problem is the timing of when to bring those up. And so I'm very much like, let me know about your trauma. Like she likes to psychoanalyze everyone. Yes. Okay. That is a good, that is a good red flag of myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, as a psychology major, there is, you know, a little bit of psychoanalysis that you do on on everyone, oh, um, God which isn't fair. Tuba's taken so many <laughs> notes on me during this whole episode. She's like, oh, I'm going to have great ground in the psychology field because of this. Bitch. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess I guess that would be a red flag of, of myself. So you meet up for coffee and you're like, so what do you think about the sterilization of Puerto Rican women? um (laughs) not exactly that um more so with 
who they are as people, what they've been through. Um, and yeah, I guess, I guess that, you know, I, I feel like I'm a walking contradiction. I do want to know those deep things about people, but then I realize when I find them out, I feel disgusted by their emotions, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Here we go. It's a, it's a tricky thing. Cause then if they are really open, you know, and, and willing to share, which is great. I think that, you know, is wonderful. Um, then it's like, they trauma dump yeah. a lot on everything that they've mm-hmm. been through. And it's like, Oh, how do I handle yeah. that? And you know, that's not a problem. Once you open those floodgates, it's hard to get them to close. Yeah. That's not mm-hmm. a problem for me with people in general. I really like, I, I prefer to listen to people than to talk, which this podcast is maybe belying a little bit, but I, I love to, I, I feel really honored when people open up to me with their stories and especially painful things. Cause I know that's very scary to share. So I love listening to people and getting to know people, but I, just in a romantic situation, especially with men, like if, if men that I was courting, <laughs> um, shared an emotion, I was like, Bleh. why? <laughs> okay, Laura, what's the red flag for you or about you? Um, a red flag for me or about, or like one of the red flags that I'll, is it an immediate deal breaker is if like you're picky, like eat it, like you're a picky eater. Oh yeah. Because I am such a lover of food. Um, that if you just don't eat what I eat, then we are not together have you experienced that a lot um no because it's a deal breaker oh so you just weed them out immediately exactly that's not the type of person that i want in my life i barely have tuba around because she's like a vegetarian she was a vegan for a bit Mm -hmm. and it yeah that's why we can never really be very close (laughs) <laughs> the amount of times that she has gotten upset with me in a restaurant in a public space for not finishing the food or eating exactly what she's eating is yeah it's ridiculous yeah talk but about Asian style ma'am get mad if they don't finish the food Alara. that's the yeah. <laughs> And, like, people who, like, don't share food is also, like, along the same vein. Oh, yeah. So this is something I had to talk to my husband about recently. uh, He was very nice, took me out to a restaurant, which, you know, with three kids. Like, when do you ever get to go to a restaurant? Just the two of you. So I was super excited. And then I ordered, and he ordered the same thing. And I slammed down the menu. No. I was like, excuse me? (laughs) And the waitress was like, (laughs) and I'm like, try again. And so he yeah. he knew what to do. He ordered something else. And I was like, honey, you know, if we go out, we're spending money. We have to get different things so that we're trying different things. This is maximizing our gain for the money that we're paying. You can't just eat the same thing. That's no. Different. Yeah. You got to you gotta share and you got to. Cards number one. Mm-hmm. My, uh, how I grew up, you couldn't drink until you were done with your food because they didn't want your stomach to fill up with water or 
I'm, we didn't even drink water when I was growing up. Whatever soda we had or Kool-Aid, you didn't want to fill up on the liquid because then that would waste the food. So definitely you got to have someone who's eating all the time. Although, too, I sympathize with your side, too, because I was a vegetarian for like 15 years or something. And I, I was never and I still am not someone who's like, this is the way to be, you know, everybody needs to eat tofu and sprouts and we need to revolution it. Like everybody can do what they fucking want. Just eat whatever makes you happy. We're all going to die soon anyway. I mean, look at the news. Um, but I would get so exhausted with people saying, oh, well, you're a vegetarian, right? So we can't go here and you're mad about this and this is, you're like a rabbit, <laughs> you know, those are all the assumptions. That was hard to meet new people and see how they dealt with that that practice of eating yeah i i have to say i haven't totally experienced that like in the in recent years of being vegetarian it was more so when i was vegan Mm. and because i'm such a big people pleaser i would say like no no it's okay we can we can go there and i can just like you know i'm modified Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes eat the lettuce i would just like modify whatever was there or I would um (laughs) eat beforehand (laughs) or bring my own food which eating beforehand is also probably not the nicest thing to do but you take care of other people so much and all their feelings and and all that which I like but I don't want you to do it too much because most people don't deserve it (laughs) (laughs) I want to tell you a very short story of someone who had three red flags in one. So I was was dating someone once (laughs) who who had a a sexual bucket list, red flag number one, an actual Mm -hmm. list like written down. Red flag number two. Was it laminated? Probably with the things he did to it. Number Mm -hmm. two is on his bucket list was to have sex with an Asian girl and have sex with a white girl. At the same time? No. Different. Just separately. Just any separate. Which do you think was higher on the list, though? Always the Asian. The Asian. Yeah. So that's red flag number two. Racism. Number three, his friend goes, well, you're dating her. She's Asian and white. So don't you get to check two things off your bucket list? And he goes, no, that doesn't count. Oh my god. Lovely. <laughs> wow. Okay. So we're about to play a game because I'm a game show host. We're gonna play a little session of Would You Rather. Now this is I had so much fun creating this list, and I see that um Tuba has highlighted just a handful of all of the genius prompts on this list. So Allura, maybe we can put some more of the ones on our social media or something and see what people say. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So um, these all have to do with dating or partners or whatever. So, but please throw in a surprise one in there. Oh, good. <laughs> I know there's some that are highlighted, but. Oh my. Okay. So catch us off guard. So would you rather your partner call you by your sister's name or flirt with your mom? I hate this one. <laughs> hey, you highlighted this <laughs> This one makes me so uncomfortable because I'm actually imagining 
oh my god them flirting with my mom like oh my god please no um I would probably get called by my sister's name although that is terrible as well Mm. but Allura what would you pick okay I'd have them flirt with um my mom (laughs) yeah I you know I wouldn't blame them don't be calling me different names right but like my mom can hold around. She'll she'll flirt back, but she knows boundaries. I think <laughs> mm, I like it. I would get it if they flirted with your mom. Yeah, that's true. Okay, would you rather your partner only take baths or have a gluten allergy? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I know. I would rather have them only take baths. A little annoying. A little um long however again with my red flags um deal breakers you need to eat Mm. everything that i'm eating yeah do you think gluten allergies Um, are real for most people (laughs) i think there is like people who have gluten allergies Mm -hmm. and like it really affects them but there's also like the other like side where people have just like jumped on the bandwagon with that one and they're they've made it into their personality yeah i think that's a growing demographic maybe that's the how i grew up where oh you have an allergy we're just gonna stuff it into your mouth and it's like exposure therapy you know like immersion therapy like just overwhelm (laughs) you with it and then it'll break you um tuba baths or gluten allergy I don't hate me. I would probably have a gluten allergy. Okay, what's I, your reasoning though? I I understand. Like gluten for some people really f's with you know their gut and gut health. It's a whole thing. Um, so I I get that. I would be okay if they had a gluten allergy because that would encourage me to like maybe. Lower my gluten con- consumption. Oh, for fuck's sake, Cuba. <laughs> so loving. I know. All right. I just, I, I don't like baths. And if you're only taking baths, I, sorry. That's, no. That is pretty disgusting. Like just sitting in your yeah. own filth. If you have a choice, you know, I understand that a lot of parts of the world, the bath is the only choice. But if you have a choice here and you're choosing a bath, and it's that is the intention is to clean yourself and not just masturbate or, or whatever in there. There's something off about that. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather your partner have a very wet or a very dry <laughs> mouth? Uh, I'm going to have to think on this one. Tips? I would probably say a dry mouth and then I would just put my saliva in your mouth when we're oh. kissing. Wow, tube of the giver, man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was say just have a spray bottle just like yeah. on hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> spray him. Oh, that's disturbing. Um, would you rather Very your partner disturbing. be liked by your parents more than you or you like their parents more than them? I I would probably have my partner be liked by my parents more than me. 
I would just accept it. And I would be like, I would actually enjoy that my parents like who, whomever, you know, is my partner. That would make me happy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would, I would, I would side with you too. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that is very interesting. Yes. You know what we know about I mean, I've, ex- I've experienced both. Um, but I feel like next relationship I have, I would like to have a partner that I really like. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody likes my husband more than they like me. That's pretty good. Okay, would you rather your partner say like every three words or call other women hun? Probably say like every three words. You are not calling other women hun. Like, but how? mm -hmm. What's the tone? Because it's always the tone of how people say it. Like, Mm -hmm. is it like a flirtatious hun or is it like a monotone hun? I don't care. You are not <laughs> they're women, hun. I just, I, I don't like that. It's like calling them like sweetie and, you know, not sweetie. It's like that. I don't. All right. Know. I guess I'll go with like every few words. <laughs> you guess. That's so annoying, though. It is very annoying. Yeah, it is. That's why it I was is. trying to justify him calling him hun. It's a good practice if someone says like or um a lot to just say it when they say it so they can hear how often they're saying it. It's a really fun way to alienate Ooh, good. people and condescend to them. And that's my <laughs> I think I'm going to start doing that. Yeah, do it. Okay, I have two that I'm going to throw in there because as I was writing these late one night, my fellow insomniac cousin, who's also a writer, but far more brilliant than I am, I was sharing these with him. And I was like, I'm having so much fun. And He is actually someone that taught me the love of would you rathers that are very morally questionable. (laughs) Mm. So um, this is a game that he and I have played over the years. So I I really tried to bounce off these ideas. And these were two. um, Well, one of them he was really enamored with. And the other one, I think, is just pertinent to what we've been talking about this episode. So would you rather your partner have exes all be of your same ethnic or cultural background or be all white girls that's a thinker it is a thinker because on one vein right you're just one and the same to him Mm -hmm. right but on the other you bypassed his typical preferences Mm. special Right. And then he'll probably, if it ever ends, like revert back to it. So you'd be like a unicorn in the crowd. So I think I'm going to go with that. You want to be the unicorn? Yeah. Japanese Chamorro <laughs> unicorn. Yes. Okay. Tuba? I, I would probably have to agree. I would probably say have them all be white girls so that I can also be the unicorn teach them something different maybe help them learn some a thing or two you know education got it exactly devil's advocate would you get tired of that being your culture's informant 
I would, but if <laughs> if this was a, <laughs> if this was a partner that I was like really interested in and could see myself with long term, then like I would obviously want them to know you know, about my background and stuff as much as possible. It would obviously suck having to explain everything, especially the things that just come naturally to me and my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if I really love them, then, you know. <laughs> Follow-up question. When, you, okay. when you've dated someone, what is one of the most common assumptions they make about your respective cultures? Like, is there a question that you get a lot or a certain cultural practice that confuses people or that they get hung up on? Cause you know, I mean, I fish sauce is kind of a, let's see, a, a, a gauntlet for some people that I've dated. It's delicious. Yeah. Most people don't get it though. So it's uh, you know, it's a filter. That's from my Vietnamese side, not my Norwegian side, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So are there any, like, you know, assumptions, stereotypes that you've had to confront in dating? I... Your silence is a lie. Well, I just, I want to say I haven't dated that many people um, Mm -hmm. and have definitely not brought them them over to my house or anything, but um, I don't know. Um, Laura, do you have any? No, I've, I obviously have a type. um, So I've always dated within my race. So there's no, like, cultural things going on there. Yeah, they can make it easier. You know, I, I'm i married outside of my culture and my ethnicity, but my husband's the only person that I've ever met outside of it who likes my people, like, has positive associations with my people. It's always been negative stuff, like, about the war and you know, make jokes about our language and, well, why do they do that? The rice rockets and all this stuff. So there's a, always been the stupid stuff. But my husband's the first person I met where he's like, oh, yeah, I love this. And, um, you know, um, my uncle knows this lady. And it's like all these positive things. And I was almost like suspicious. I'm like, why do you like us? <laughs> okay, so this is the would you rather question that my cousin Eric really enjoyed. And it got his wheels turning. So I hope it gets your wheels turning, too. Would you rather your partner collect your fingernail clippings and hair or your memories. <laughs> what do you mean by collect memories? You tell me. Yeah. I was kind of thinking, because I have really bad memory. Like, I don't... Yeah, I have such bad memory. So if they collected my memories for me... So that I could ask them, hey, what did we do on this day or whatever? And they, oh my God, you know. Tuba. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how infuriating it is? <laughs> what? Oh, 
positive. She's like, oh, he's putting a little basket for me so I can see it later. Okay, that says a lot about you too, but Allura, what are you choosing? Okay, well, it was interesting because I, like, didn't know, like, collecting memories, but all I could remember was, like, you know, in Harry Potter, um, where they have that, like, they can actually, like, take memories out from their brain and, like, put it in, like, that, like, weird water. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, watch it. That would be cool. Um, I don't want, I definitely don't want someone collecting my fingernail clippings and hair. (laughs) So, <laughs> no, I won't play devil's advocate again. DNA, okay? You're not like mm. framing me for a crime. Forensics. <laughs> what if, though, well, I, I can't speak for Tuba, but for Allura, I know there's some memories that are not so hot. So, what they're if, gone. What if, this person, <laughs> what if this person can unlock that vault you've built and access all of the repressed memories? Oh, absolutely not. So, then you want him to I guess go through your finger. You have backed me into a corner. It's what I do. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me you wouldn't want to know, like. But if I have blocked out memories, do you really think I want someone else to have access to them for them? She's getting to use and see. I thought the question, yeah, like you, okay, if you went through something really, really traumatic in your childhood every day, wouldn't you want? (laughs) (laughs) Don't. (laughs) I mean, sure, some things can be left in the past, and if you're okay moving forward in your life, not knowing what happened, and you know you've accepted things, but like I've accepted things. You so you wouldn't want just an inkling of like knowing what happened. No, I knew what happened, and I made the conscious decision to forget about them. Obviously, since I can't remember anything. All right. But you know you okay. forgot it. So <laughs> did you truly forget it? Oh. Yes, I forgot it. What tangled <laughs> webs we weave. Well, that's that says a lot about both of you. Um, so I guess it's fingernail clippings and hair for me. Yeah. Hmm, it's a thinker. I'm, I'm curious to, a to hear what our listeners think. We really need some feedback on this. Okay. What advice would you offer anyone who's currently on or interested in joining a dating app? Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but let's say... My answer. Let's say, though, we don't know what will happen and what might change. If if Mm -hmm. things change and you both ended up getting back on a dating app, what would you do differently? Because this is kind of like advice to yourself. Um, I probably wouldn't, I guess, ghost people who I match with. Lies. Yeah, (laughs) that's straight up lies. And if we do ever go back on dating apps, Laura, I'm keeping you accountable. Um, (laughs) For talking to people? For what? what? For not ghosting them. You said you probably wouldn't ghost them. Yeah. So I have to talk to people. Yeah. I know. So I would keep you accountable for that. Wow, it's getting heated. Sure you are. <laughs> um, for me, I would probably... Not get too one, attached too fast? 
Yeah. Allura, let her talk. One, not spend. <laughs> no. Allura, stop speaking for me, goddammit. Red flag. <sighs> this is what I have to deal with. Um, no, I, I would probably not spend too much time on there and probably would also just like not be so hurt that people are ghosting me. Um, yeah, so just not take it personally. It's um, almost like you have something but, to learn from each other. I know. Mm-hmm. We are so black and white, just so different, complete opposites. Or maybe it's a wonder that we're still friends. I know. Jade, I have a question for you. Oh. Maybe this is the wrong person to ask. However, I've noticed just me personally. I don't trust people on the internet, and so I don't think dating apps is the good option for me in meeting a potential partner. Mm -hmm. I would much rather, like, meet them organically. So, Jade, since you're happily married Uh with children, what advice would you give me and our listeners to meet people organically? (laughs) I would say... And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll just say, this is what I'm saying. I didn't necessarily live up to this as much as I would have liked, but I think my best advice is to do everything that you want to do. Like learn the things that you as an individual want to learn, test yourself, take risks, go out, have adventures, however small or epic those adventures might be. Do things that make you feel complete as a person, like all those traits that you want to have, all those skills, talents, abilities, experiences, collect and curate as much of that for yourself. And then I think inevitably that will take you into spaces where you can meet people who aren't offensive and revolting and nauseating, that you'll actually find people who not only share things in common, but maybe are on a similar trajectory of just enriching their own selves. Um, because I think it's it feels very artificial the way people try to craft a certain personality to project out into the world. And I think a lot of people are just not... No, I won't say that. Because this is public. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think that um, especially if you want to get married someday and if any, I know Laura doesn't want to have children, but if you want to have children, I think the best way to be a partner and a parent is to not have regrets because that fosters a lot of resentment. Then you then impose upon the people that you love and shouldn't have to bear that burden of your missed opportunities or your unrequited this and that. So if you feel content with everything you've achieved as an individual before you go into a partnership or a family unit, I think that's the best example that you can set for the way you want your partner to be and to treat you as a full person and not someone who's in need or incomplete in some way. And then especially for your children to have a role model, especially as a woman of color, as to who they could be and what they can do in the world. So I I really think that's the best advice. It's not even necessarily working on things in a relationship or, or like your attachment style. I don't think there's only so much you can do with that because it relies on other people, but, but what can you do for yourself and in your community, like on your own, that makes you feel good about who you are? 
That was stupid, said Allura. No. That was really good advice. Allura's like, oh my god, we didn't record that last part. (laughs) Oh, what bummer. (laughs) Yeah, so so do that, children. Listen to your elder. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's our game show. Um, I'm sorry you don't win any prizes. There's no true love and no money for you at the end of this. Suck it. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for listening, I guess. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at TMMU Podcast. Um, join our community, subscribe, um, DM send us tuba. your reactions. And huh? DM Tuba. What? Everybody send Tuba. Yes, DM, DM Tuba. DM me. <laughs> um, be super creepy. Mm-hmm. Email her. Um, do all those things. Um, <laughs> and until next time, make good choices. Woo!